Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Why do you think that central government haven't stepped in and actually, because if, if to anybody being objective, it is just on a crash course into a wall at the moment. There's absolutely no way that we can continue to deliver what we're delivering with the current funding. Why is no one stepping in? I think people are listening. I think we've we've got lots of um, work with the civil service who's, that's full of some really, really talented people who I think are trying to understand and gather the data to be able to convince, um, you know, people at the centre in the Treasury in particular that, you know, local government is what I described, which is we're not funded to do the job we've been asked to do. Um, I think, you know, as a country, we have demand for public services uh, outreaching the, the current tax take at the moment more generally. So I think it's a countrywide problem that we've got ourselves into. I My argument is that there is still money in the system, um, but it's it's not in the right places. Um, and these little pots of money that, you know, you hear being announced every other week about you know, X million for this and, you know, X million for that, that's basically top sliced off local government funding. It should be in local government. Absolutely. And a local response is best. We saw that during COVID, the ability of local communities to step in and deliver a fantastic local response. And, you know, there's the obviously um, in the East Midlands, there's another uh, combined authority being created. And I think that for me, you look at it and you go constant devolution or kind of, uh, moving the focus to a more local response is absolutely the way that we we need to go because you're right it's just so important because i mean if everyone is at home if you were to look at any other organization that has this number of employees and the amount of money that's being spent on an annual basis you would not be working on a 12-month funding uh, cycle you wish wouldn't you'd be looking at 10 20 30 years and that's the really difficult thing about it is councils don't know necessarily what they're going to get for years to come so even if you are going to have less money coming forward at least if you knew about it you could prepare for it and what i guess tom, one of, sorry i was just going to say um matthew one of one of the, a good example i would give of of that is that we um you know that the 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 that business rates need to be evaluated revaluate revalued much more regularly and because mm. they're not it means that we don't it means that appeals are more likely to be successful which is a sort of logical fact. If you leave it for too long, then you're going to get more appeals against where the economy's gone because people won't know because it hasn't been valued recently. We've lost £48 million from our bottom line in the last five years through business rate appeals. So that's a direct take of the taxpayer, the council taxpayer in Leeds. And, and the centre doesn't get penalised for this. There's no penalty for some department not being able to spend you know what they planned at the start of the year because of a business rate appeal that happens in Leeds or elsewhere across the country so how is that fair 48 million pounds 
that's enormous i mean just for those listening at home business rates what is what are business rates just so we can have a clear message as to that problem to the listeners well business rates are the other the way that um taxes are raised from um to to pay for 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 local services that that businesses you know benefit from um but it's a very lot it's a very old system um and it's based basically on floor space um and uh that you know that it's a it's much more complicated than that but that's the broad thrust of it and and you know it's one of the problems that's hit retail Mm. because in the high street because obviously the the digital alternative to if you're a digital uh transaction you don't pay for floor space um in the same way a a shop would so you know that's there's lots of anomalies and lots of commitments that um, to something called a fair funding review, because that also it's linked to the fact that the current system isn't really linked to need um, as much as it used to be. So um, that doesn't reflect the real cost of, of providing services on the ground. So the combination of those two things mean that, um, you know, the whole system, the the, the way the whole thing is funded um, doesn't really work. And And although people think council tax is the only thing that pays for local services that's just one element business rates is the other big element of it so just to give a context how what's the annual spend of the council um broadly speaking it depends on gross and revenue but it's about 570 million wow so 48 million is roughly speaking what yeah it's it's a lot of money it's it's not every year that's over the five-year period but you know that if you think about you know the the amount that you could do what you could do with just a million pounds of that and the difference that would make in terms of employing people to you know or, or providing emergency support for someone who's been made homeless or been able to um you know like i say employ people to make sure that litter's picked up or to make sure that you you're not having to increase um council tax or charges that you've got to levy as much as you'd otherwise want to in an inflate you know in, in a period where cost of living's uh, a problem all of this adds up absolutely now to the future local government's role you know we've talked about the fact that hopefully there'll be some reform to funding it needs to happen yeah we talked off air about kind of the the need for well the role that their councils will play in the future do you think there needs to be a realignment as to fundamentally what councils can do? Do you think that's more realistic, even if there was to be a funding change, that we can't deliver everything that we're delivering on a, a statutory, statutory basis? Yeah, I do. I, I really do. I think that we've got to, I think we need to, there's never been a, a white paper on local government. And um, I, I think we need one. And we need a resetting of, of local government's role to suit the um the 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 money that people are willing to pay for it and Mm. we've got we can't be the local default welfare state making up for the problems that are coming down from national organizations we can't be um always the cinderella to the nhs um and the one that you know there's 200 million pounds announced for the nhs this week despite all the financial challenges that that i mentioned for the national picture there's 200 million being found for winter pressures in the nhs how much for local government 10 million for social care so that 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 you know that that relationship has got to be put on a level playing field parity of esteem for the nhs and social care um and and then 
you know, we've got to be really clear about the public services that we can afford and that people that that we we provide in a local area. There's big issues about waste and recycling that need to be tackled with carbon, you know, the net zero um, issues. So so that public services role, I think, needs recalibrating so that the role of national organisations, health organisations and others is clear and our role is clear and how we work together is clear. And then on that placemaking side, I think we need to, I, I personally would like to bring that under a statutory footing um, to give that the same level of esteem as the other services we provide, because it's so important to get that growth going at a local level. So I'd, I'd like to see that statutory um, economic um, responsibilities so that we can plan properly, work with the, the private sector, get more investment into our local areas, focus on the housing that's been built and whether it's affordable rather than having constant debates about the houses that are going to be needed in 30 years time it's it's here and now that's the um the more important issue um and joining that up with a renewed and and a, again repurposed i think regional level you know the new regional level which is a great innovation it's a great move forward to have mayors and combined authorities in our area um, but that their role needs to be clear as well. Um, you know, that needs to be about infrastructure and industrial strategy and skills driving, you know, economic prosperity forward, making sure that we've got as much power as possible over transport and um, and, and, you know, the people getting around the places. Um, and that that's complementary then to what we do at that local level. It's not a hierarchy, which some people would like to see it as, you know, the mayors are there in in combined authorities you know it's what it says on the tin it's the mayors and the leaders working together as equals to get things done for the people of our places absolutely and i think when you look at the the kind of three or four things that you just identified that would need to be focused on i would say clarity is the overarching theme there you yeah know, clarity of purpose uh clarity of kind of uh, responsibility and role clarity on funding and also going back, I'm, I'm, I've, I've waffled about this before, but, you know, one of the main issues I have with mainstream media is their portrayal and the, uh, of local government and local government is not given a fair, um, a, a fair shake of the stick. I think that, you know, when it comes to it, the NHS gets more funding at the moment because it's, I think it's a vote winner. And I think people understand far easier what NHS does. NHS saves lives. NHS helps you when you're sick. I think most people, and this is one of the reasons I want to do this podcast, don't understand what councils do. And yeah. that's why like, central government doesn't get funding because it's not a vote winner, because people understand. And I think if you have clarity of message as to what councils do, then it's far easier then to say, well, that's why we need to invest into it. So like, I completely agree, Tom. And it, it's just so I think it's it's just fantastic that you do. You know, you, was it someone at your level of seniority of, of the second largest union in the country can articulate that for everyone at home so that, you know, people can understand what needs to happen? Because yes, there are challenges, but there are solutions, and I think that's the the, the message as well, isn't it? It's it's not all doom and gloom. There are steps that can be taken to improve things. Definitely, you know, I've, I've, local governments are a brilliant um, force for good and for change. The the people who work in it generally really care about their places, as you said before. There's there's often people who've grown up in the area that you know we have families who work here you know you've got sometimes sometimes even got grandparents um working with their uh that you know the grandkids in councils it's that sort of setup um and and i think the you know the the thing that that really 
that can really happen at that local level. A lot of the national funding and the and the the, the rising costs has been driven by late intervention in problems when things have already happened and people have already fallen off the edge rather than what we call early intervention when if you can like we we have much lower levels of um, temporary accommodation use in Leeds because we work with um, people before they're going to be made statutorily homeless we, we work with them two months before to see if we can work with the charity sector and get them on a stable financial footing get them some mental health support get them um, into accommodation that's permanent rather than you know wait until someone runs into trouble and then try and help them and and that's what local government's all about is it's because they're in their places and they people trust them generally um, you know they can work at, to, to help people earlier on and avoid and head off those extra costs that will hit the state if someone goes from into care uh, you know can't live with their family goes into care ends up 10 times more likely to end up in the criminal justice system, 10 times less likely to get to university, 10 times more likely to be unemployed and 10 times more likely to die earlier. You know, this is a it's a tragedy, but it can be averted. Joshua Callister's review set that out. So it's things like that that I think that's why local government has a bright future, because it can be the solution to get, you know, people's lives turned around. Absolutely. But it requires a proactive, not a reactive approach to tackling the problems and and, and providing the solutions. Well, look, Tom, I just want to say thank you so much for myself and for the listeners at home for your time. Great to great to talk to you, Matthew. Thank you. You've been listening to The Truth About Local Government. We've been speaking to Tom Rayolden, the chief executive of Leeds City Council, the second largest unitary council in the UK. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give a like and a share. And we will look forward to bringing more episodes to you next week. Have a great weekend. You have been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Remember, your local council does some amazing work, but you can help. So remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing. If you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five-star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout-out of excellent work being done by a local authority, or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at truth about local government at gmail.com truth about local government local government is at the heart of what we do